celebrating success, learning from legends, and growing poppies. This is Tall Poppy Talk with Grace Lewis. Kia ora and welcome to Tall Poppy Talk. Today is a shorter episode as we are going to highlight two really complimentary and honestly super personally inspiring guests that we had. Both are artists, musicians, very creative people and they taught me a lot about putting myself out there because that is exactly what they've done. That's what motivates them. They're so passionate about it. So we have Turanga Morgan Edmonds and James Warrender. Turanga just returned back actually from a European tour with Alien Weaponry, which is so sick. And James is gearing up for another run, a new whole new show and season with the New Life Show in Wellington. So so many exciting things happening there. We're going to have two snippets or highlights from each of their conversations. One is going to feature them talking about their passion. So for Turanga, that's his experience in Spain, uh, playing with Alien Weaponry. And for James, it's deep diving into the process behind the New Life show. So the second part is going to be a little bit more inspirational and just really motivating. So we're going to have Turanga first and then James. Here we go. Primarily playing overseas how does that compare to playing at home one thing that happened very recently actually in the uh, we were in europe uh, three months ago two or three months ago um and we toured uh, 20 countries i think uh, but spain yeah. we were in spain we were playing a festival a resurrection fest in spain mm, the crowd's probably 15 to twenty thousand, is my guess and we were playing our most popular song kai tangata and I'm sitting there and, and it's a very melodic chorus if anybody's heard that song. So it's quite a singable, I guess, like it's easy to sing yeah. along to. And I'm and I'm there playing on stage and I'm like, because we wear those in-ear in things on stage that block out oh. all the noise and they just give us um, like our click tracks and stuff in our ear. But I'm, I can just hear outside of it. I'm like, is that the crowd? And so I actually popped out, it was the last song. So I just popped out my my thing and I just stood there playing and I was listening to this crowd, 20, yeah, 15, 20,000 Spanish people singing their absolute hearts out in Tereo Māori. I've never heard anything like it other than like at Matatini or something, you know, uh, an actual kapahaka competition. But at our show, a sea full of people singing wow. in Tereo Māori. And I was like, man, this is pretty, you know, that's a moment to be proud of. It was, it was my highlight, one of my highlight moments of the shows of that um, most recent tour. Um, and I said, man, you know, the dream would be, be, be to be able to have that here because we definitely don't have that here, you know. Um, whether that comes from, well, we don't have enough Māori in our crowds because heavy metal in general is not predominantly something that Māori in, in this country listen to. Uh, heavy metal in general really is not a huge Kiwi thing anyway. But then potentially the non-Māori that are in the crowd, you know, are, are uh, nervous or uh, they might have their own hang-ups or, or worries about uh, singing Māori in the crowd. You know, oh, we don't want to get it wrong or something like this, where, of course, people overseas, they, they don't have any, they're just so happy to be there and doing it that they don't have that sort of barrier. Yeah. Um, and it. And then what really got me about that moment was when you then go and take photos with these people and they don't even speak English. So I'm like, man, not only did they not speak English, but then they were just there singing in Te Reo Māori like they have been speaking it their entire life, which was pretty cool. So that was that's a pretty powerful moment that was very unique and a huge juxtaposition to what we see here in, in, in Aotearoa, you know. 
we do have some great moments here with our crowds like it's it's especially cool to see maori that come up to us after the show and go i never listened to heavy metal ever i've never been to a heavy metal concert but i just like what you guys do and you'll see them in the crowd too like because if you recognize some of the standout people that in in the crowd energy that are just going crazy that might be doing pukana at us or something cool right and you go man that's pretty cool outside of alien weaponry Teranga also has had a lot of success and i guess interest from people all over the world about Maori culture and language and he is super engaged and invested in spreading education about it he's very prominent as a cultural content creator on tiktok and instagram and this part is him talking about kind of how that grew and where that momentum came from but there was just so many questions and so much curiosity and while yeah the majority of my audience is international for me my main purpose and this is what drove me to keep doing it because yes it's cool and i'm all totally fine um explaining it to those that are not maori and are from around the world and they just want to learn more and that's very cool to see but every now and then i'll get one message maybe a couple messages from people in my dms hey man i am maori i've been living in australia all my life i've never really been connected to the culture i've never felt like i'm worthy of being connected to the culture, but your videos have made me realize otherwise. And now I am starting to learn or whatever, right? Those messages, that's it, that's right there. I was like, that is what I'm gonna do this for. So what you'll take if you listen to the whole conversation with James is he's not just an artist or fashion designer clothes. It's all just one realm and one world. And involved in that is learning how to do the things I guess he didn't anticipate, such as admin and preparing for a show and project management. So this is him kind of talking about how the New Life show grew and what that looked like for him and his team and how they bolstered each other. That's so funny. Like when I look back on when we started, we were so out of our depth because I never thought about like, oh shit, like that's nine people we need to manage. Now we need to... Um, I think we had like 20, like 25 looks. So roughly 20 models. And um, yeah, I, I never thought about it until it started happening. And then, you know, it started rolling. It was a lot of work. It's a lot of, there's like three months, you know, four months of just, just admin, you know, until we can get to the, the parts that I really enjoy of um, like, you know, cause we do films. We also include films in the fashion show. So doing filming, rehearsals are super fun because that's when you build the characters for the models. But um, yeah, I think I think we've grown a lot, you know, like me, myself, I have definitely, I'm not that organized, but I feel like now I've become maybe a little bit more organized. But Ava and Cole, who have been working with me on New Life, like they're amazing. They've grown a lot as well. Just having the right people around, you know, having the right people around to, especially for the first show, who uh, continue to kind of push myself, Ava, Cole. Yeah, that's that's kind of what kept us afloat, to be honest. James and the team are 
have in another show. So I'm curious in how much admin, etc., project management is happening. But I just know that show and the content is going to be brilliant. So check that out on socials or if you're in the area. They're Wellington based, but definitely worth a trip. And now James and I went to high school together. So we got chatting at one point and this next part is him talking about Tall Poppy and just kind of wrapping up this whole message and this theme of these two creators who have put themselves out there and love what they do and encourage others to do it as well. I go on and on about like this type of rant about Tall Poppy Syndrome because the more you do things, the more you go out there and like put yourself out there, there's those people that wish they could put themselves out there you know, that just feel like they can't because everyone gets worried that you're going to get judged. But that's the thing. You'll, you'll always have people judging you. So, like, what's what are you going to lose? Like, just go out there. Like, just put yourself out there. You, you just never know. That last part from James hit home personally a lot. I had my, you know, I had my reservations or my nervousness about really committing to the podcast but I have loved it so much and I say that to anyone who will listen and as I'm gearing up for season two there's even more people I'm going to talk to and conversations that will be had and putting yourself out there is always a little nerve-wracking but it's so exciting and so for me listening back to these two was really really motivating and just uplifting so I hope that you've all got something out of it and maybe share it with someone. This is definitely a bite-sized episode this time. And I look forward to our final season one highlights next week before we get into season two. Thank you so much for listening to Tall Poppy Talk. We'll see you next time. Feel free to check us out on socials, YouTube, and the website.